Welcome to the Living Waters Podcast. Here we are creating a platform to expand on what it looks like to live fully alive in Jesus Christ through interviews with people in our community, stories of struggle and process, testimonies of God's faithfulness, and deeper conversations on a variety of topics. It's our desire that through this podcast, you would feel inspired, connected, and equipped. Hello, thanks for joining us. I'm Jonathan Hillis here on our Living Waters Rogue Valley podcast, and I'm sitting here with John Feld, who is the overseer of our Kingdom Kids and Missions for our Living Waters Church. And uh, today I have the awesome privilege to sit with him and hear what his heart is for this theme on living scent. Uh, John, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. Love being here today. How's your day been? Pretty amazing. Got to hang out with some good friends this morning. Nice. And enjoying the weather as it warms up here in the valley. Yeah. Spring is rolling in and it's beautiful. Might even buy a motorcycle today. Ooh. Not a surprise. Do you know what kind you want to get? Yeah, I think I'm going to get a Yamaha R1. Sweet. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what that looks like, but I'm sure it's awesome. (laughs) So we're going to jump right into this. And let me just start with this concept for Living Scent to ask, what has kind of been some ways in your life that you remember, John, maybe in the history or um, some experiences you've had with missions or um, even what that looks like in... um, missions within our community? Um, Because I know you've done a lot of evangelism and you've done um, a lot of getting to know people within the community and praying for people within a city. And um, I know you have a heart for that and just seeing people. So I was curious, what's some moments in your life that have been significant for living this life of living scent? Yeah, I think a lot of times the significant moments are the moments that are not planned and Hmm. the moments that are not part of a program or part of a set designated ministry time where a lot of times I've been part of organizations and and going places. And a lot of times God moves when um, oftentimes I'll be like skeptical of something and praying for something and being like, "Uh, I don't know if God really healed their back. And it's a lot of times it's in those times of, um, I remember one yeah. Story of just imagine you you meet a kid and he's kind of a punk, like wasn't nice. And this is a story from your life? Yeah, kind of kind of uh he was just kind of short with me and uh I was at this youth program and they were like we're, we're going to pray for healings and I was kind of mm-hmm. begrudgingly went over cuz he had a <laughs> cast on and I had seen him hobble in on crutches and I, I, there were some people praying for him, so I went over and we were like, what do you need prayer for? And he was like, my tibia is broken in half. Whoa. And I was like, oh, okay. And kind of begrudgingly, I was like, just declared healing over his body. And he like was instantly healed, took off his cast and started jumping oh my gosh. around around the, the church where we were at. And I just remember thinking like, how important it is to just let God have his way. Hmm. And it's really not um, about our like prejudices or preferences or how we 
uh, want to do it. But I think God, he just loves it when we get to partner with him hmm. and we realize it's a, it's a partnership and we're not like random tools in a toolbox. We're like, God, use me. But hmm. God's like, let's do this together. Yeah. I love that idea of it being a partnership with the Lord. And I think so often like responding to the calling of God, um, which has been something we've talked about within this living scent is like, you know, what is God asking of you? And and maybe that's a thing that you're being asked that's really risky to do, or, or maybe it's something that you're living into and like really strong at. And he's like, great, you're already strong at this, continue to do it. Um, I love that example because in a partnership with God, like it's not such a heavy thing. It's it's that invitation to like, yeah, I want to see what you can do, God, because you're good. Um, so that being a story um, within like healing for somebody, um, what's been some of your experiences maybe international in that way, in missions or or outreach in that way? Right. So I there was one time I used to live in and I lived in Sierra Leone for a year in West Africa mm. and. You know, I went as very young. I was 21, 22 years old when I went over there. And, you know, I think a, a lot of times we'll go with this idea of what it, it looks like. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, this, and this. And You mean like we're going to show plan up? Plan it out. Yeah. And you're going to pray for these people. Like, oh, and... yeah, if we do this and this, then this will happen. Hmm. And um, I oftentimes think very, like, strategically of um, – Almost like I take an inventory, you know, and I'm like, all right, if this and this happens, then we'll we'll go and we'll have this many people in the Bible study if we do this. Mm. And I remember yeah. uh, kind of finding this place by accident, and I was invited to lead a Bible study at an imam's house. What's that? Uh, he's a he's a uh, he was a Muslim teacher. Wow. And he was like, oh, yeah, the Bible. We love the Bible. Um, you can come into my house and teach the Bible. Uh, as long as you teach truth, if you lie, then I will kill you. Uh, so make sure you're speaking the truth. I will be there every time. And Whoa. I wasn't even planning on doing a Bible study at his house. And I ended up going there every single week, Sunday afternoon, teaching his family. And... Um, three of his kids wanted to get baptized. Wow. Now, the dad didn't know that. We said we were going to a birthday party, which is when they were declaring that they were born again. Wow. So uh, that was the birthday party that we uh, sneaked to. Oh, my uh, god! Just for their, their protection. But yeah. um, I did not plan that, and it was maybe one of the highlights of, hmm. of living in Sierra Leone was there was lots of scheduled things and things I planned on doing ministry-wise, but... It was those unplanned, um, it was on a day off that I found this place and ended up having this um, influencing and being there and allowing Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to these uh, young adults that I got to baptize. Wow. That's so cool. I, as you were sharing, there's this idea where living scent can sound like um, you go and you live this certain way. And you do these certain things, like you said, like being strategic and like, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to do these things. We're going to be having these altar calls and these uh, maybe small group or Bible times. And, and, and yet those things are good, but that's not maybe even what you're saying within the living scent lifestyle. Because it sounds to me like a living scent lifestyle is being available for that moment to say like, 
yeah, I'm going to come teach. Was that like a pretty unexpected scenario that you were then found yourself teaching and like leading these people to the Lord? Or was that right? Like here's this Muslim guy asking me to come and teach in his house with him. And then his neighbors would come sometimes and neighbors, neighbors would come and you know, half of it was that I was from a, a different culture and looked different from them, hmm. and they were intrigued that I would hike up this mountain to be in their home with them. Wow. Um, Which, once again, you're doing because you're being available. Because no one asked you to do that. Right, and I think, like, a lot of times people think about, oh, like a lifestyle of missions, and, yeah. uh, you know, I've had, since living, I've lived this this way, I've had a lot of people kind of be like, Oh, that's so cool! You did that, or or um, I could never do that, or right. how was that? And almost like a from their perspective, it's impossible, or they're kind of just mystified of how I was able um, mm. to live that kind of lifestyle, and um, I just don't know how to do that. And my response, my response, a lot of times is like, "Yeah, me either. I don't know what I'm doing, wow. but what I did when I was living a life." So missions are, you know, had the title of missionary. Right. Was that I was intentionally pursuing people in a way that my agenda was that they would know the the love of God. Wow. It wasn't like to make them go to a specific church or um, follow a set of of things of like, oh, well, you got to stop doing this and this. I just wanted, I want people to know the love of God, and I want them to know the reality of who Jesus is. Wow. And uh, I don't, I've never found, like, the perfect manual of, like, how to do outreach or how to do a program or how to do a thing that works. You know, there's there's um, instructions in, in the Bible we can look at of, like, hmm. oh, like, thankfulness brings peace to our hearts right. or um, conditional promises of God, but... You know, there's no manual for being in uh, a hut in South Sudan and right. knowing what to do in that situation. Wow. And really, I've just found out that it's you positioning yourself and saying, like, hey, God, let's let's do this and uh, getting over myself hmm. of all the reasons where I, I can think I can't do that. And then partnering with God in such a way that he's like, Oh no, we got this. We can totally go do these, go talk to this person, and and being outgoing with people, and when it's uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. being outgoing with your neighbor across the street. And I, I remember one time in South Sudan, wa- walking up to a guy, seeing if we could uh, pray for him, and he's like, "Oh, can you pray for my brother?" And we ended up going to the vice president's uh, house of South Sudan. Wow. And praying for him because he was sick at the time, oh and uh, it wasn't because I had some kind of like fancy badge or credentials. Right. It was partially because I found this suit at a thrift store, and I knew that uh, you know in South Sudan it's important to wear your attire is important to mm. to have g- good presentation is important, mm. and so I was wearing a suit, and that made me more pro- approachable. Yeah. So. Wow. But even what you're going towards is that thing of like, like you said, I want to position myself for what, where God has me, which is really cool. What do you think, you, you kind of mentioned it, but um, 
for a lot of people engaging in that way, you know, they might be like, oh, I would never do something like that. Or like, that's crazy. Or um, where almost the way you talk about it, John, is it sounds like this, like, that's every day of my life because I'm just constantly just responding to the Lord. I'm constantly um, hearing what he has for me and doing that. Um, What do you think? What do you, I mean, I would assume because it's been that way for me, like it hasn't always been easy. What's been some things that you've done in your life to be able to cultivate that ability? Um, And what would you encourage maybe some other people to um, maybe press into to really grow and, and just the confidence of who they are to be able to, to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, the first thing that comes to mind is you've got to challenge yourself and, you know, people could look and, oh, I'm not that outgoing or, you know, say the things you were talking about. Mm -hmm. That's just not me. And I would say, you know, that's something you grow into as, as you decide to, to follow Jesus and just think, thinking about what you're saying, I listen to, uh, I'll watch Todd White videos or I'll listen to podcasts with, um, who's that dude that's, uh, Sean Bowles. Yeah. I listen yeah. to this Sean Bowles co- podcast and shout out to Sean Bowles podcast. So good. And, um, he has people come on and talk about, their experiences in all different spheres Hmm. and he has actors come on he has pastors come on he has people working in in the entertainment industry in los angeles and the reason why i'm listening to this is i just have to remind myself all of those people that are that are doing things and sometimes i'll hear stuff and be like oh i can't believe they did that and Hmm. then i i remember oh all of these people are just like me following Jesus and they're leaning in to what Holy Spirit's prompting them to do. Hmm. And almost every time I hear a testimony from someone, it's like, normally I would never do this, but for some reason, God's like, go talk to that girl. Wow. And then they'll go and talk to this girl and she'll be like, yeah, my my mother's sick. Will you go pray for her? And it's that those promptings of the Holy Spirit yeah. that... Um, really, when we just lean in to God and there will be probably 50 times where God will prompt me to do something and I'll be like, mm, no, thank you. Mm. Uh, or, you know, so many times where I've been like, that's, that makes me really uncomfortable. Right. And just when I remember like lordship and how valuable it is that the power of the living God lives inside of us and he speaks to us is like just blows your mind when you think about it. And when we get to partner with him, oh, it's so, it's so cool just living that out. Yeah. And taking that risk of saying, like, oh, it's really uncomfortable, but oh, it's so worth it. Yeah. And there's that promise of every time we like respond to the promptings of the Lord, he will protect us. He will provide for us. Yeah. And in my own life, I've seen even times where if, the, the scripture is true that if someone rejects me, it's like people rejecting the disciples when the disciples walked into the, the villages and they were told just dust off your sandals and like, don't take that on because like they're ultimately not rejecting you. And I think that's a lot of times for me, what keeps me from responding to the promptings of the Lord is the own thing of like, I don't want you to reject me. Um, so with what you're saying, 
it leads me to ask this question of to live sent, there is such a part of responding to the promptings of the Lord. Um, could you unpack that a bit more in, in maybe um, what else that means to you, the, the living sent lifestyle? Yeah, I think uh, just kind of unpacking it is positioning yourself in a way to hear from God. Hmm. It, hear from God as in like, I'm going to read my Bible, like that sort of thing, or like go to church more? What? Yeah, and I... What is, me, what is hear from God? I just God find that yeah. when I remember that I can be in, in prayer with God, that when I'm... Um, really, I've had so many times where I'm like, all right, I'm going to read the Bible because I know it's good to do. And oh, actually, I don't, I don't really feel like reading the Bible. And so I'll turn on the audio Bible and I'll listen to the audio Bible. Hmm. And the times God speaks to us in the word uh, with the Bible. And then there's the times that God um, speaks to you. And, and, you know, he speaks to us in so many ways and we've got to be looking for it. Yeah, There's times where God will speak to you through people you don't like. Uh, he'll speak to you through uh, strangers. He'll speak to you. Uh, the reason why I moved to Medford is because this um, middle school kid came up to me and he's like, hey, you know how you know we're practicing that uh, hearing God's voice thing? And, <laughs> nice. And, uh, you know, giving words to people. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I feel like there's an open door you're thinking about and you should take it. Oh, maybe not. That's probably, I don't know. That, that might be from God. And I was like, no, no, that's definitely from the Lord. And he was like, oh, really? That's awesome. And it was from this little kid that stepped out and yeah. he wanted to hear from from God so bad. And he, I was watching him like, looked like he was constipated, you know, like, <laughs> I really want to hear. Yeah. And then he got this word and he came over to me and, and was practicing hearing God's voice wow. and just responding to the prompting. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Um, I was listening to a podcast from Richard Rohr the other day and he said that prayer is existing in communion. And I thought that was really interesting because like what are perceptions of communion as being like taking of the bread and the wine with the Lord communing like with Jesus all the time, taking of, his body and his blood even in every instance that we're doing, but also like communion as like sitting at a table and eating and fellowshipping in a way. Um, I really love that image and I think it unpacks that idea of prayer. So um, as you're talking about what it looks like to um, hear the father's voice, like there's such an element of prayer, but that sometimes prayer even like we almost, um, get too caught up in our head about what even prayer means. Because even in that example where that child came up to you and said, hey, John, here's what I'm hearing. Like that was him communing with the Lord and him just responding to the Lord. It wasn't this big prayer moment, even though it was probably a big deal for him. You know what I mean? What do you think with with kind of this idea of of responding to the Lord, praying, hearing the Lord's voice, what do you think is some of the ways that we can engage this within our community, within um, this church body, within this church congregation? What are some of the challenges or hopes that you see for it? I think one thing that's important to remember 
is that Christianity is not just a relationship between you and God. Hmm. It's a relationship between you and God, absolutely, and there's intimacy in that. But it's also you, God, and the church body. Hmm. And that's why... In the Bible, it mentions there's a, a body in many parts. Mm. Uh, and I think it's so important to realize, like, when you are a follower of Jesus, when you have a relationship with Jesus, you have a family around you. Mm. And one huge way to, to really cultivate and live scent is be so intentional and vulnerable mm. with the other believers that are close to you. And that's risky. When you're engaging in, in friendships with people and, and they're believers, I I think it's just so important and to say, like, you know, you hear someone, like I had a friend who uh, is going through a hardship. There's that, like, when you have that prompting of, like, oh, I could kind of, this might be a little uncomfortable. Let's see. Maybe he might want prayer. Right. Hey, can I pray for you? Absolutely. Almost every single time. Mm-hmm. And and being real and, and letting people know, like, actually, I'm not perfect. I don't know what I'm doing 90% of the time, and I can't do this without you mm-hmm. and your help. Or I can't do this without your relationship and your friendship because... The people around you carry things that you don't have. Hmm. And I, I think that's that body thing of parts. Yeah. And I think that when we're realizing that, especially, I just, there's a lot of, um, that I've seen in America, uh, lots of indi- individualistic uh, hmm. Christianity. And when we're vulnerable with, with each other, Man, I just love the model just mentioned in the Bible when, you know, the first time Jesus is sending the homies out. He's sending not people out by themselves, hmm. but it's it's two by two. And and who knows if everyone got along. Like, Whoa, yeah. big mention, Paul and Barnabas, they're hanging out, they're friends, right. going and doing ministry. And then they, like, after a while, don't get along. But man, God did amazing things with them. Yeah. That's good. And healed people and transformed cultures from history on. I mean, hmm. and they didn't do it by just going out by them by themselves being a weird loner. Hmm. So maybe the encouragement um, for our congregation would be to, um, one, respond to the promptings of the Lord, but that also may lead you into maybe like, partnering with somebody else or at least like building relationship with other people within the body. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Build relationships with people and do things that are challenging. Hmm. Read, read a book, get an audio book. Um, man, we have so many resources in, in America that will challenge us yeah. and give us wisdom and um, give us tools. I think one thing that I am trying to challenge myself on right now is, um, the um, is like social intelligence hmm. and really being able to um, grow that in myself uh, more so than just because um, I could I could read a book about subjects until I'm blue in the face mm-hmm. and I love 
studying things and subjects. And when I find out about one thing, I have to find out all the details of it. Hmm. Um, but one thing I'm challenging myself on right now is growing in that's that social intelligence with people because I want to be able to relate to people and I want to be able to challenge myself with relationships around me in mm. a ways that bring the kingdom. Would you almost say that that social intelligence for you specifically is something that is challenging and that's why you're going after it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because um, for someone else, it could be... Um, it could be um, just knowing what their heart maybe is saying, like even emotional intelligence that like some people are um, don't really have a grid about their emotions. Um, so maybe it would be challenging for them to start pursuing learning about emotional intelligence. And that could be the, the way that they're stepping out. And that's that's then partnered with living that scent lifestyle that you're talking about. Yeah. And that's what's so, so great about being someone that's that's living scent and really I remember when I first started really wanting to be a believer is when I had a Bible study with my friends we read the book of Acts hmm. and I was like oh that's this is what church is let's do it hmm. and you can't do that by yourself doing that whole doing that with other friends and realizing Oh, there's a lot of really uncomfortable things in the book of Acts mm. of the early church and yeah. things that they did. And, you know, they pulled all of their money together, almost like communism. Right. I'm sure everyone around them was thinking like, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Yeah. And just be willing to be a little bit outside the box and really shatter boxes and mm. say like, man, this is what I thought for the longest time, but man, God, God, what are you saying about this? Hmm. For so long, I thought there was three wise men, hmm. and I was just on this outreach, and they were like, well, we've only, we're going to do four wise men or something, and I was like, no, it's three, and then someone was like, no, actually, it doesn't say hmm. how many there were, and hmm. I was like, oh, I've been wrong this whole time. Wow. Um, you know, there was three gifts, but we don't know how many came. Okay. Um, and just we've got to keep on challenging ourselves on on what is what is uh, you know that big word theology it just means the study of God mm -hmm. and man I love studying about God and when I do that that creates so much um, I think the stud when I'm studying God and I and I'm finding out more about Him I'm always finding out about how He's more personal hmm. how more things about how he wants relationship, more things about how he's a father. And mm. it's this, you know, you can study about the study of God. And really, the only point to that is re the, the relationship aspect of God and really knowing who he is. So good. Wow. It's like full circle because as we talked about in the beginning, when we respond to the promptings of the Lord and the Holy Spirit asks us to do something, there's a promise of him showing up for us, him providing for us. And the reason like why he would even ask us to do that, what I'm hearing from you is like, cause he wants us to know his love. He Absolutely. wants us to like build that relationship with him. Like every single one of those moments, that's like you said, shattering the, that box, like whether that's just going up and praying for somebody, uh, whether that's building that relationship with that person that 
you're not sure about, but you want to get to know more, um, or doing something really risky and maybe going to Sierra Leone or something like that. Like all of those instances is like to learn the father's love more, to build that relationship. I really love that, John. What, um, just as we wrap up here, what are some things that are brewing for you um, personally and then also like um, within your ministry for, for missions that you have a heart just to like release for, for this body within this idea of living scent? Yeah, and I'm really excited, obviously, about the current series at church mm-hmm. and how, you know, we're talking about missions. And I was thinking about this last night, knowing that, you know, I was going to come on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And the easy thing is going and doing uh, a program hmm. about missions. The easy thing is, is you know, as many people have mentioned doing a, a YWAM discipleship training school or any missions program that that um, challenges people. And I think the tough thing is living out a missional lifestyle. Here and now. Here and now. Yeah. And knowing, you know, when I go home and my neighbor across the street, Scott, and I a lot of times get in the mail together is that challenge of like, oh, like how do I like reach my neighbor? Nice. And I am really excited about this next season because Christina and I will be providing opportunities for people to go on short-term missions. Nice. And when you take yourself and just go intentional and, and do that easy thing, it really changes how you live afterward because you see God move, you see God heal, you see God do miracles on on these trips. And, you know, people... People that are unbelievers, they get ministered to. People that um, maybe don't know that God wants an intimate relationship with them, a daily relationship with them, they find out about Jesus. But also the people going on the trips, they're forever changed. Man, Mm. I am just totally forever changed from mission trips that I've gone on. The first one I ever went to was to Botswana. And I was so ignorant. I thought I was going to South America. I was. They (laughs) called me and said, hey... You know, they told me about it, and I was like, oh, South America, I love South America. And they laughed at me, and I still was just so ignorant. For a long time, even leading up to the trip, I was practicing Spanish, (laughs) and I just had every idea in my mind thinking I was going to change the world. And Hmm. um, really, God humbled me and changed me, and I caught his heart more than I ever had. Mm, That's good. That's what it comes back to. Right. Catching his heart. And that's what I'm excited about uh, here at Living Waters and being and leading up missions at the church mm. is I cannot wait to take people on trips so that God catches a hold of their heart like they never have had happen that's in their amazing. whole life. And it's those experiences you cannot forget. You mm. cannot say like, oh, remember that guy that I kind of thought he was not cool, and I felt a prompting to pray for his leg, and we took off his cast, and he started jumping around. Mm. Like, he was totally healed. There's no doubt in my mind that I didn't see that. Like, right. I saw him walk in with crutches in pain. Yep. You know, I've, I've had friends that have been in a wheelchair for years, and they got, God healed them, and they, she got out of her chair and started running around. Wow. And the, we can't doubt those no. things when we get to actually experience them. Right. And I can't wait for people at Living Waters to experience God so in good. new ways. That's so well said. It reminds me a little bit even 
from Matt Peterson a couple of weeks ago. Um, he shared about how he had a friend who was buying slaves to give them freedom. And oftentimes he's like, because Jesus has set me free, I want to set you free. Um, and it's just like such a beautiful thing of like, you're going, you're doing missions um, and doing like a short-term mission, you know, way. But it's also like to encounter God's love, to experience his love and what he's doing. Right. It's so good. Um, can you, is there any, one, is there any resources that you'd recommend uh, for people to read or listen to or go after you talked about Sean Bowles. Um, and then two, is there any way for people to learn more about maybe some mission stuff that Living Waters is pursuing or um, places that people can stay uh, connected or get some more information about things? Yeah, so I think ways, you know, specific recommendations. What's really funny is I'll read all of these books and I will forget the titles of them. But one <laughs> one book that I'm remembering, a couple I'm remembering right now is uh, The Culture of Honor. Nice. Uh, I think it's by Chris Valentin or one of those dudes at Bethel. Yeah, either him or Danny Silk, right? Right. Yeah. And that book just talks about living a culture uh, and living a way of really believing the best in people, of just kingdom culture. It's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. And then a lighthearted, fun book for yeah. people to read is a book called Love Does by Bob Goff. Nice, yep. And it's this old lawyer guy that is so fun and bubbly, and he shares these short two, three, four-page chapters of times that he's yielded to the Holy Spirit. Wow. And times other people have leaned into God and done things that maybe they wouldn't normally do and done impossible things that would have been impossible without God. And that's that's just such a fun book. Yeah, um, we have great classes. Hmm. Uh, it's Living Waters University. We have these Tuesday night things. Yeah, and I would challenge people go and sign up to ones, maybe even ones where you're like, oh, I don't know, man. Be a learner the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. One thing I've really learned, I, I worked with uh, youth with a mission, which is, you know, if you want to have an amazing experience with learning about a missional lifestyle. It's like five and a half months long. That's a great resource. But mm-hmm. working there, I worked, I was privileged to work at the place where the founder that had started it 50 years ago lives. Wow. And he is such a learner. He's always challenging himself and he's like 82 years old. Wow. And yeah, Lauren Cunningham is always uh, a man who's always learning new things. And Take advantage of the of resources. Um, if you can't afford like Audible, I I have Hoopla, and I have it by just getting a library card, right? And I get books for free and audio books for free, and just challenge yourself and be a learner. And then, you know, I've said that a lot. I think during this podcast, but the reason why we have the power of the living God inside of us isn't to watch other people hmm. do stuff. It's so that uh, we can let the power of the living God work work, and together with him, miracles can happen and amazing things can happen all so that the kingdom can be brought and people can be pointed toward reconciliation with, with God and with Jesus. Yes. So good. I love that. Um, any re- uh, places for people to stay connected to the missions here at Living Waters? We have uh, obviously lwrv.org is a great website. We 
keep that updated pretty well. Is there anything else specifically for people to be able to check out? Yeah, if anyone's got a, a heart for missions or you feel a prompting or you're like, man, I would love to go on a trip, you can just email me at jon at lwrv.org. Perfect. And, man, we love hearing things um, and dreams people have had for, for places. Uh, I think one trip we'll be doing coming up is San Francisco. Nice. And then I'm looking at my wife because she's always better <laughs> at dates. Do we have some Christina sitting dates over for that? on the couch. Yeah, summer so this and summer fall. and then the fall. And then if someone's like, man, for the past seven years, I've had uh, a calling to go to Cambodia. Um, man, we want to connect with those people. Nice. Maybe that was prophetic. Yeah. I just <laughs> randomly said some. Seven years, Cambodia. Right. Anybody? Anybody? Tech, email John. Whatever seven years ago was today. dot org. J-O-N. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks, John, for having us, uh, being on here with us and, uh, Really awesome to hear about your life and the ways that you are living this lifestyle, living scent. It's really awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to connect with us more, check out our website at lwrv.org. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Living Waters Rogue Valley. Also, help us out and leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music. We'd love to know what you think. Thank you for joining us and making Jesus famous. Until next time.